Welcome to Teaching Brood. This week is very different for us. Um, our breaks didn't line up this year, so Andrew is off having a well-deserved holiday and some family time. I'm still at work counting down the days until my break in two weeks. Um, and I have to run this week's podcast all by myself. A little bit daunting, gotta say. What we've decided to do is I'm gonna be interviewing Ryan. Ryan lives locally here in Hong Kong. He teaches here in Hong Kong and he's been looking into blockchain and he is under the opinion that blockchain actually has quite a bit can offer to education. So I'm going to be talking to him and finding out a little bit more. Okay, so today we've got Ryan with us uh, and he's a micro expert. Macro expert. Micro expert. Yeah. Micro expert. Yeah, okay. Definitely a micro expert. Um, on blockchain and how it relates to education. So a lot of us have heard about um, cryptocurrencies. Uh, it's been in the news quite a bit recently, um, especially in the last month when there was a very high-profile um, death from one of the crypto exchanges yeah. and. The man died with the master password. Yeah. And now a whole bunch of people are locked out of their money. But we're not actually going to talk about money. We're not going to be talking about finances or cryptocurrency because well, blockchain is... And because I don't have any. Oh, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> we're, that's, that's very true. Um, I checked his wallet. There's nothing in there. <laughs> uh, but it is something that blockchain does actually relate to education in some way and we're gonna get a little bit of education today let's break into blockchain yes all right so to start with um, for those people who are completely not understanding what is blockchain okay um, I guess in the simplest form uh, blockchain uh, is the technology which allows uh, people to send uh, data or online digital currencies um, through a network. It, it's the actual network itself. It's mm -hmm. a peer-to-peer -peer network. Um, and this is done through a contract. So one person enters a contract with another person. Uh, for example, they, they say, I will send you this amount of cryptocurrency if you provide me this service or this, this item, for buying a book, for example. Um, so that contract is done on a blockchain network and it's agreed upon by both parties and it's verified mm -hmm. from miners, which are um, computers located all around the world um, and they're verifying that transaction and uh, the transaction is encrypted so the miners don't actually know who's, who's doing the transaction but they're just making sure that uh, all the data is correct on it. So it's a pretty secure very thing. Very secure, definitely. We know a lot about cryptocurrency. It's in the headlines quite a bit, mm -hmm. but like education, yeah. it's pretty far removed from cryptocurrency. What what would we use blockchain for? Okay, uh, there's two ways to look at it. How would schools use the use the technology, mm -hmm. and then also what we can be doing with our students. Okay. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, schools. Yep. Um, so schools, you know, have large databases with student, you know, student and teacher, 
and, and family information, mm -hmm. uh, grades, health records, behavior notes, and so on. What? Behavior notes? Behavior notes. So I've seen lots of behavior notes. <laughs> on the uh, teachers? <laughs> and the parents. And the parents. <laughs> um, Not staff meeting today. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we, we live in a, in a world where many people are, are moving and picking up and leaving their home countries and traveling around the world and going to different schools. Um, so I think schools, just having that free flow of data on the blockchain would be very beneficial, especially for a student who, you know, may, you know, live in three different countries within a year. They have to go to a new school each time. That school has to interview them, um, has to, you know, try to track some of their data. All and the paperwork. All the paperwork, and it's not always there. Uh, and it might not also be, um, you know, verifiable. Okay. So basically having, instead of having to print off all those report cards and getting them translated and authenticated and apostilled and all of those yeah. other things, mm -hmm. it would be possible to just send the yeah. blockchain info over to the new school and then the new school has a complete profile of this student. Yeah, so the student or the student's family, they would enter in a smart contract with the school to release their data and the school would then... Uh, would then you know transfer whatever it is a small token or a small um, amount of cryptocurrency for that data yeah. so then theoretically that could also apply to teachers and employment records and stuff like that when you're getting hired on by a new school and they're asking for transcripts and degrees and health information and stuff like that you could basically have it all in a blockchain file and pass that over and not have to go through the process of getting everything authenticated every time you make jobs. Sure, criminal record checks, um, obviously, you know, things... Those ones are supposed to be updated. You can't get them once and never get them again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Okay. It's like, oh yeah, I got mine 20 years ago, I'm safe. I'm still good. It's still good, it's still good. No. Um, yeah, I just think, you know, teach... teachers would not be able to lie on any job, for any job uh, application because or any kind of industry if uh, our records were kept on the blockchain. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Until somebody hacked into it. Well, that's this is this is a thing. It's very difficult to hack on a blockchain. Okay. Yeah. So, 51% of the network of the network miners, um, they would have to be hacked into at that same point uh, to hack into the system, which is which is a very difficult thing to do right now. Yeah, that does. It kind of sounds a little bit like Fort Knox. Yes, it's very much like Fort Knox. So. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm thinking, did anybody ever actually get into Fort Knox? I don't know. I know in Hollywood they did, but... We should Google it. Yes, Google that. <laughs> um, okay, so then we've talked about the school end of it. What about the classroom end of it? Okay. What would What could I, as a teacher do with blockchain or why would I care about it? Okay. Um, well, we are at a stage in blockchain that's, you know, uh, in its infancy. Um, there are predictions that blockchain will become the new internet uh, within, you know, the next few years, maybe five years down the road. Um, so imagine having that information, knowing that blockchain is the future, we can then have students start working and ideating and creating in this space so that they are ready for jobs that are going to become available, that are becoming available right now and that are going to exponentially uh, increase in the next few years. Um, 
you know, we could be doing, we could be preparing students truly for their future. So this is kind of like when we were in school in the eighties and and nineties. <laughs> um, you know, we were working on like where our parents had done typing courses. Mm -hmm. We were doing things like turtle art and learning basic DOS commands yeah. and stuff like that. Is and this kind of like a similar thing? I mean, people back then were like, oh, computers are going to be the way, they're going to be the future. Yeah. And of course, there was the people going, mm-hmm, sure whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and to be fair, there's a lot of stuff that was going to become the future mm -hmm. that never did. Yeah. We can go and watch a few movies to discover that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with blockchain, if is this kind of what you're thinking is the same... Like, are we about the same point as we were back then okay. with blockchain? Well, first I want to mention, when I was in school, I was spending an incredible... A little, a little later than I was. Yeah, a little bit later. <laughs> I was spending an incredible amount of time playing Carmen Sandiego and uh, Oregon Trail. Yeah. Um, so this is definitely not like that, exactly. Um, but definitely, if we compare it to, the, you know, the internet age, um, I've, I've read that blockchain is now at the point where... Netscape Navigator was created for the internet. Okay. Um, so still, you know, very early on before uh, some of the powerhouses that are available now, like Google. Um, yeah. So we still have some years until blockchain's Google, uh, you know, does appear, does on, appear. on the scene. On the, yeah. Got to say, just a small little plug for a fellow Carmen Sandiego fan. Yeah. Uh, you can play Carmen Sandiego on Google Earth. I heard. I was listening to a podcast about that the other day. I need to play still. Yeah, I know. I My fingers got a little bit itchy when I discovered that. I'm like, ooh, I wonder if I still have my chops. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yes, many an hour was spent oh, on that. Oh, many. Um, okay, so with, what age are we looking at here? I mean, for me, I was doing turtle art in elementary school, mm -hmm. but... Can you do blockchain with elementary or primary age students? You know, am I going to be having my five-year-olds and seven-year-olds doing blockchain scripting? <laughs> uh, well, um, the coding itself on blockchain, uh, using some of the major uh, coding languages like C++, Python, and JavaScript, they're, you know, usually for higher level coders mm -hmm. um, you know whether that be in, high, in upper, upper elementary or upper primary and then on to high school um, so I'm not sure of actually coding in this space coding distributed application applications which are blockchain dApps or apps um, I'm not sure if that's necessarily how it will be applied I think in primary it better just to start using the concept understanding mm -hmm. how the blockchain works and how Students can, you know, use the design thinking process and try to think of, you know, solutions to problems using blockchain technology. I think that is where it can be fit in. It can fit into primary. Okay, so and you're working in primary right now. Yes. Have you done any blockchain stuff with your students? Um, not necessarily on a class basis, but um, in small groups or one to one, uh, I have spoke to students who who were working on a design project and have talked a little bit about how blockchain works mm -hmm. um, and how they might want to think about using the technology and the principles of blockchain to come up with some solutions to the, pro to the problem that they're trying to solve. Okay. Yeah. And then, so then once students are in secondary and they are learning yeah. coding languages, mm -hmm. um, 
I know you had told me earlier today that within primary you're doing block code stuff. Block, block-based coding, yeah. Um, and then once they're in uh, secondary school, that's about grade six, 12 years old, mm-hmm. then they start on the real... The real coding. I'm putting in quotes. Yes, I, I'm also putting in the real, real. Um, you know, as, as my... As my band students will say, when are we going to play real music? <laughs> um, you know, it's like, well, technically, you know, L- London Bridge is real. Yeah. <laughs> technically, Itsy Bitsy Spider is real. Definitely real. Um, I love but yeah, so we we do. So they are going through and they're learning these things. Yeah. Um, and so, what language is blockchain? Is blockchain a language unto itself? Or is it one of these other languages that we've heard about? Yeah, so it can be, you can use already uh, programming languages to code uh, these, these distributed apps, but the technology itself and how you code it is, is different. Okay. Um, and it's definitely for, for higher level coders and something that is far beyond uh, you know my understanding of, of, of coding. So uh, I'm not sure at that point what it looks like in practice. Um, but I do know of uh, a school in Toronto, Ontario, Bishop, Bishop Strawn. Go Canada. Uh, which is, yeah, it's, it's a girls' private school, and uh, they host a, a blockchain hackathon uh, where they have um, some of the girls from the school coding in that space mm-hmm. and trying to ID and come up with uh, solutions to problems um, using blockchain. That's really cool. I mean, Very not cool. only is this a high school that's doing this stuff, but it's a girls' school that's yep, doing it. definitely. Um, so that's definitely worth checking out. As a teacher, if I wanted to get myself more well-versed in what blockchain was or maybe interested in introducing some of the concepts within my classes, Mm -hmm. what kind of resources could I use? Okay. Um, So there are some great YouTube videos out there, um, which I will make sure to tag here so that you you can have those resources and put them up on your site. a really good uh, book uh, that I read was Blockchain Revolution. Uh, that was by Don and Alex Tapscott, I believe. Uh, and that's a really good intro book. It does talk a little bit about cryptocurrency, but really more about how it fits into the blockchain sphere and how the technology works and how different companies are, are ideating and creating solutions to some of the problems that we face in the world using blockchain. Another good book is The Truth Machine. Um, and. Yeah, there's lots of articles, TED Talks, uh, Netflix documentary. There's you know a wide variety of resources if you search for blockchain now. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, and yes, I will gather all those resources and sure. put them up on uh, our site, teachingbrood.com. Cool. Um, recently, you've just done a presentation on all of this, 21st Century Learning. Yeah, so we were at uh, 21st Century Learning uh, on the main stage. Uh, yes, you got to be the big room. You were in the big room. Uh, and with we, the bright lights. With the bright lights, me and uh, my very close friend, Mr. Waller, uh, we, we, we did a presentation on, on bracing for blockchain, where we covered a lot of the blockchain um, fundamentals, just so people can start understanding about how it all works. Yeah. And in the end, you did a rap. At the end, we rapped. Because, you know, he's got a secret identity here in Hong Kong. Well, I don't know about secret. I think it's out there now. <laughs> it's out there. The <laughs> secret is one of those really poorly kept ones. Yeah. What did you, could you, could you do a little bit of the rap for us? Well, I'll save that for part two. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to have you back then. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in, for joining us. And if people want to ask you some questions about blockchain, yeah. 
What's your Twitter handle? So I'm MRKPYP on Twitter or at MrKPYP. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming in. Cool. It was a great time. Thank you. Well, I hope you got something out of that. I know I definitely learned a few things. Um, Please pass this episode on to somebody that you think may be able to benefit from it or might enjoy it. And definitely leave a review. That's the only way we're going to get better. Special shout out to the folks over in Texas. We've had a huge spike in listeners from Texas recently. So I hope you guys are enjoying it and will be leaving reviews for us. Have a great week, everybody. And Andrew will be back for our next one. Bye-bye.